say uncle, say uncle America. If you don't vote the right way, I'm not letting you out of this full Nelson. It's the Adrian Slate show. The presidential motorcade has just passed through heavy crowds in downtown Dallas. Destroying the media lies and dismantling the narratives. One story at a time. It's the Adrian Slate show. So there seems to be good movement in the fight against COVID-19, which I'm going to call it the Wuhan Chinese coronavirus, because I feel like calling it COVID-19 was probably Chinese propaganda to keep us from associating it with China. But it looks like plasma therapy from those who have had it is something that can fight against it. Of course, the cycle of dumb continues because Trump ends up putting something out about it. And next thing you know, the FDA is starting to go, well, I don't know if that's going to be, uh, I don't know the efficacy of, of the plasma therapy. And then it's just like hydroxychloroquine, you know? Oh my gosh, they drank fish cleaner and they're dead because Trump told them to do so. Oh, hydroxychloroquine doesn't work, even though it does. So we're going to fall on the sword of orange man bad over the health of you and your loved ones and their lives. Or we're going to go, hey, ultraviolet injections are going to be something that could be used. Well, let's, let's mine that territory. Oh, or he's talking about taking, drinking uh, bleach and drinking Lysol. Only he wasn't. He was talking about something that we laid out on an earlier podcast where it was an actual medical procedure of injecting UV light. But let's just politicize that, too. Right? That's what we do. So we're politicizing the plasma therapy. Now they're calling for the efficacy and going, well, we don't know. And then on top of that, this is how you know, you got to know the scam. The scam is, and, and I, I may have mentioned this a few times on Twitter or online, but I think, I don't know if I've laid it out on the podcast, but maybe I should. The scam is globalism is coming. Anti-globalism must be destroyed, and we have to isolate and vilify those people. That's why, if you know, if you follow me on Twitter, when Brazil suddenly made the news on coronavirus, Chinese Wuhan coronavirus uh, numbers, well, it wasn't Colombia, wasn't Venezuela, wasn't Argentina, it wasn't any of South America. It was only Brazil. Why is that? Oh, because that guy wants to protect the citizens of Brazil. Hmm. Imagine that. Oh, and then they had to throw in Eddie likes President Trump. Same thing with Britain. They had to go after Boris Johnson because why? He wants Brexit and he likes President Trump. So that's the thing. When you hear us talk about the fact that we go, okay, the virus, uh, reaction to the virus, locking down governments and killing the economy and locking down states and what have you as being something against Trump, it's only because it's not just him. It's the global resistance to global unionization. That's what is really at play. It's just more focused on Trump because America is top dog. And that's what's going to be shown. So we've got a new chink in the armor. And that chink in the armor is what happened in Hong Kong today. So what happened in Hong Kong was they, they basically said, 
for the first time ever, someone who had COVID-19, a 33-year-old, he's the first person confirmed to have coronavirus twice. But a further study is needed. That's CNN. Where do you think that's going? Where, let's follow the trend of the dumb cycle and the fact that the lockdowns didn't work, but Fauci and, Brick, and Burke say it does. And then we find out New Zealand locked down harder than anyone else, and yet they opened back up and then had an explosion of cases. The lockdowns in England, you know, that held off the spike, and then as soon as they opened up, the spike happened, and then they turn around and going, well, it's because they opened up, but it really wasn't. It didn't have anything to do with that. The lockdowns have nothing to do with saving people. Remember, it was 15 days to flatten the curve, to keep people from bombarding hospital facilities. It wasn't to go hide in a cave, you know, so that you don't get the disease. Because that doesn't work. The virus is going to virus. It's going to make the rounds. But this is what we're dealing with. So the Hong Kong reinfection of the 33-year-old does two things. It's a, it's a younger person. He's 33. He's not 70. He doesn't have, you know, additional ailments that could be exacerbated by this virus. Oh, but... He was reinfected. So the antibodies must not mean anything. And now they're saying the antibodies only last as antibodies for a couple of months. So what does that do to the plasma theory? It kind of erases that, doesn't it? Because then getting the plasma means absolutely nothing if you can get reinfected with the antibodies. So the whole narrative, because we still don't know. There was no studies taken. There was... You know, the, the one study that we've seen on children was done from Harvard. And that study was complete BS because Harvard was the first to send their kids home. Harvard was the ones to put out studies against homeschooling. Harvard was the one to push to keep people virtual as far as their students go, which we followed Harvard's suit with the lockdown of, of states and and businesses, we followed suit with trying to eliminate homeschooling. So we're going to go virtual with the schools and we're not going to allow you to see what your school is teaching your kid. You have to sign a waiver for that. And then we're going to go and follow their, their lead on whether or not kids can return to school. It's all BS. It's all BS. And we can prove this, but that's the thing you have to realize. And then you have to look at what's going on to maintain the narrative. All right. So here's something I've noticed. Joe Biden. So he says he wants a national mask mandate. Okay. When he said he wanted the national mask mandate, he said he wanted it for three months. And he said this two weeks ago. Let's see. August, September, October. Oh, November, because we were already halfway through August. So that's September, October, November. Oh, what happens in November, guys? Oh, wait a minute. Harvard wants to go virtual, which means the school unions want to go virtual. Florida just curb stomped the movement that DeSantis was pushing with going back to school in person by suing 
over that, and they actually upheld that lawsuit. So unions win, as always, because we have a crap justice system. But what happens if we decide, hey, maybe the first semester, or no, not the first nine weeks, maybe the first nine weeks we won't go back to school? Even though we're thinking about, hey, Governor DeWine, who's in the middle of being recalled, by the way, articles of impeachment are being drafted for uh, Governor of Ohio, DeWine, but he's out there and he goes, I've got a great new idea. How about we send all these kids to this one place and then they can zoom in? Uh, oh, so you mean like a school? Send them to a facility and then they can get their learning virtually, but they're all together in a facility. Why not put them in school? Because this is all crap. And that's the thing that you have to realize. You know, everything hinges around November. It's really funny. So let's get into more of how the lockdowns didn't work and where the idea for the lockdowns came from back in a moment. This is Adrian Slade. The Adrian Slade Broadcast. Now, like I've said for the last few podcasts, actually since the beginning, since March, you can go back and listen. The virus is real. The reaction is not. And it's really weird because you've got the DNC conventions that just happened, which were completely garbage. God, that was horrible. That was like, man, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. That was like listening to a dissertation on, uh, you know, Chelsea Clinton's diarrhea uh, reports from Africa being read by, you know, Stephen Wright. I mean, it was really just just horrible. But. I think a shift has happened. I think the left has overplayed their hand. But eh, they must be confident that they can steal the election to be going this far. Do you, do you get where I'm going? I mean, they're really overplaying their hand to where if they wanted to steal an election, they better be damn sure they can do it. It's either that, because too many Republican rhinos are joining the Democrats to think that they wouldn't try to steal it. I mean, they just had... How many national security people go out and say they're against Trump? How many Republicans joining the Democrats to fight against Trump? Oh, the Lincoln Project is now fighting against Trump with the Conways fighting with their own family. That's a whole nother story. Um, the biggest shift that's not being stated, though, are the number of people's pushed into supporting Trump because of the pandemic overreaction. You know, the, the fact that schools can't open is the biggest it's the biggest catalyst of this. I've got people I know saying I have liberal friends, but and they they were all against Trump the first time around, but they're voting for him now because this lockdown has affected the schools and they can't go back to school. It's crap. Yeah, the pandemic overreach, um, the overreaction, the burning of cities, the attack on innocent people in the name of social justice, like what's going on right now with this uh, Blake guy. Um, the guy ends up, there's it's really cut and dry. It's on video. The guy ends up getting served a warrant by cops. And what does he do? He resists arrest. He gets shot with the taser. So you can't go shoot him in the knee, shoot him in the leg. Why do they use such force? He it was he was unfazed by the taser. He didn't even flinch. He threw the cops into the road and then he walks in and tries to reach in his car when that's when they shoot him. And the media is going, black man killed by cops shot in the back in front of kids. Because the media is complete garbage. 
But those things that are causing people to go out in the streets and not socially distance and not wear masks, like what's happening in Times Square right now and what's happened in Portland and what's happened in Seattle and what's happened in uh, Minneapolis over George Floyd, because we all forgot that guy's name about 10 minutes after they started rioting with strategically placed bricks and uh, pallets of bricks and, you know, bottles of gasoline. Um, that has turned people who were former supporters of Biden and the left into Trump voters. So either you want to destroy a good chunk of your base by just falling on that sword and you don't mind replacing them with a small number of establishment Republicans, that indicates to me that you have confidence that you know the outcome of this election, that you don't care at this point. It's either that or there's another angle to this. They want to lose so they can revolt from the outside. The bureaucrats are already in place. Obama set that stage, although Trump's trying to root it out, but he doesn't know all the names. I mean, it's an, it's an apparatus that just because you're president doesn't mean you can walk in and know all the names. So my hypothesis to all of this, I've had this lately, Democrats are using every possible way to raise campaign funds. Black Lives Matter, if you donate to them, although you're not donating to them, you're donating to something else, and it gets rerouted through Act Blue and gets donated to all of the candidates and the DNC. And that's the same thing with a couple of other somewhat ambiguous organizations gets routed through act blue gets sent over to the DNC. So if they're raising all this money, cause remember they were destitute, they were broke after the Clinton campaign. In fact, Hillary Clinton took over the DNC on the finances under Debbie Wasserman Schultz because they just didn't have any money. So they're going to take those campaign funds. They're not spending it on a convention. They're not spending it on a, a stadium. They're not spending it on, all of the, the financial trappings that would go with the convention. They're doing it all virtual. They're not really going headstrong into commercial ads to the level that I've seen. I mean, I've seen it on really low budget, you know, me, uh, mediums and forums, but maybe they're taking that money when they're campaigning for municipal and state level candidates, the George Soros uh, attorney general strategy, you know, where they can weaponize federalism, where they can shut down the economy by going, hey, uh, state of, uh, you know, New Jersey is going to close down. State of New York is going to close down. State of California is going to close down. We're not going to enforce the, the law enforcement that should stop the riots. You know, so, I mean, they can roll back all the policies of Obama by weaponizing federalism. So I think that's going to be the focus. And it's not going to be national. They've always been top down, but I think they've realized they need to be bottom up. When you get into the lockdowns, think of this. Top UK epidemiologist and government advisor Mark Woodhouse. Lockdown was a monumental mistake. Must not happen again. This is from the uh, Express UK. Lockdown will, will come to be seen as a monumental mistake on a global scale. It must never happen again. A scientist who advises the government on infectious disease. Mark Woodhouse said the lockdown was a panic measure, but admitted that it was only it was the only option at the time because we couldn't think of anything better to do. But it is a crude measure that takes no accounts of the risk levels to different individuals. That's from the University of Einberg. 
meaning that back in March, the nation was concentrating on schools when we should have been concentrating on care homes. Of course, you know, who concentrated on care homes? That would be Andrew Cuomo, who decided to send everybody into (laughs) that had coronavirus into a nursing home, you know, to kill all the other old people. This thing is going to be seen as a monumental mistake. And we already talked about how the Imperial College has learned that their models were a giant mistake. The numbers were completely wrong. And they have this thing going on right now. 57% of Republicans are, they're accept, they, they find the numbers of deaths acceptable. No, what we did find is 156,000, I think was the number that they were touting. It's a little bit better than 2 million. But, you know, they want to spin the reaction to how things are, are unfolding to politicize it, because that's what they do. They want to say, oh, it's not a political thing. We're not weaponizing the coronavirus against the presidential election, but because you're you're a conspiracy theorist if you think that. But you know what? All of their actions are politicizing the coronavirus. So, I mean, you got to remember that. But at the end of the day, if Trump does what he's doing with the Republican National Convention, uh, which is going on, it's kickstarted today. Um, the little bit that I heard, he's kind of doing it. At first, I was going, okay, he's going to speak every night. I don't know if that's a good idea. You don't want to overextend yourself and cause fatigue. But then I thought about it for a second. I'm like, you can't cause fatigue when you've never, ever been given the platform to be out there. And then when I listened to him, he had a crowd and it was like a rally. He didn't go as hardcore as he would with the rally on polarizing issues, but he did get personal and he did cover his five or his 50 points, which go read the 50 points. I mean, it's incredible. I mean, some of the stuff he's talking about doing, here's some of my favorites. Education, provide school choice to every child in America. Teach American exceptionalism. Then you go down to drain the swamp. Pass congressional term limits and bureaucratic government bullying of U.S. citizens and small businesses. Expose Washington's money trail and delegate powers back to people in states. Drain the globalist swamp by taking on international organizations that hurt American citizens. Black Lives Matter. It's Antifa. Then there's defend our police. Fully fund and hire more police and law enforcement officers. Increase criminal penalties for assaults on law enforcement officers. Prosecute drive-by shootings as acts of domestic terrorism. And then bring violent extremist groups like Antifa to justice. I mean, I'm all about that. So if he can make that case that he has energy, that he's a man of the people, that he can talk off the cuff, have some humor, humanize himself, and the networks have to cover it, he's going he's gonna to look like 10 times better than Joe Biden ever could look. Because Biden, was, he wasn't talking about things they were going to do. They just said uh, Trump sucked. Oh, the economy's in the crapper. Well, the economy's in the crapper because of what happened in March. We shut everybody down, took their jobs away, closed their businesses. So I think if, the, if, if what we're going to see this week is an indication of what I saw this morning, there's a good chance that Trump humanizes himself, um, connects with the voting base, connects with the new voters that are moving over because they're done with all this crap. And the Biden campaign just flattens out like 
Walter Mondale or Bob Dole. That's kind of what I see at the end of all this. I'm Adrian Slade. Thanks for tuning in. You can check out the podcast, iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Spreaker, tune in. Uh, find us on Roku. We're going to update the Roku channel here very soon. You can also check out the blog, adriansladeshow.com. Donate, anchor.fm, or you can donate at Patreon, patreon.com. We'll see you guys next time.